right, Hammer Time, episode probably 25. Uh, we are discussing bowl games this week. If you have been along for the ride, uh, don't forget to leave a comment or uh, like it, give it five stars, share it with your friends. We are a top 25% podcast. We are a top 10% podca- uh, podcast shared globally. Thank you to all the sponsors the whole season. You guys have been great. Um, Anchor and a couple of the other ones, the ones that are paying or it's very helpful to have. B, thank you so much. You've been my partner for this whole year. And uh, let's cap off the college football season. This will be the last podcast that we do. There is not going to be anything else super meaningful uh, that will take more than two or three minutes to discuss. So follow me on Twitter for the uh, you know national championship stuff and, and the college football playoffs. Uh, my card for the bowl games will come out following this episode, probably sometime Thursday morning when the podcast comes out. Uh, B, how we doing, baby? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you again, Kenny. Yeah, it's good, to, great to be with you, and um, congratulations. You've had a couple life-altering uh, events going on, and I've been uh, fortunate enough to be a part of those with you. Congratulations, big accomplishments, um, and had a ton of fun. That's uh, where we'll leave it there with that. Um, we have had quite a year here. Before we get too far, Caleb Williams, future hit for me. That was three units to win. I don't know, something like 19 units or something like that. It was plus 600, so you do the uh, 18-unit win there. I have two units on France to win, uh, I think, 16 units, uh, somewhere in that that ballpark, 14 units, uh, so 16 total when I get my two back. So France is going to be in the World Cup. And those are two big futures. Before we get any further and talk about bowl games, the only other future that I really have currently right now is um, TCU to uh, cover the spread versus Michigan. That's not as much a future as it is just like a game that's still uh, relatively far. We'll touch about on that game today. And then in the NFL, I have um, Baltimore to win the um, Super Bowl. Truly, and we can hit NFL real quick for a second. This is probably more your forte be um, – the AFC is so up for grabs. Kansas City and Buffalo are the obvious favorites. The Bengals look so good. I, it's going to come down to the Ravens, Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs in the AFC. And I think the winner of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. They all look so good. Uh, Lamar back next week, so hopefully Ravens don't drop one for my future's sake. You, as a Bengals fan, would love to see them drop one with a tough three weeks to the end of the season for you guys. So, uh, you have any feelings or thoughts on futures as far as the AFC or Super Bowl goes? I think it's all going to come down to injuries. Um, you know, the Bengals, like last Sunday, lost Boyd and um, Higgins didn't play. So two of their receivers were out, you know, for that game. And thank God for Joe Burrow because he managed to just get it done. So I, I think, I think you could say that a lot about a lot of these NFL teams. It's, it's all going to be who's healthy when the playoffs roll around. Yep. Um, I agree. I'm with you. That's all the time that we'll spend there. Those are just on record saying what I have so that people can't complain later. All right. Hey, Kenny, I got, yeah. I want to ask you a question about your, your TCU pick. Am I correct in understanding that, you picked Kansas State to beat TCU, and now you're picking TCU to cover or beat Michigan. Is that correct. correct? That's correct. I haven't placed anything on the money line, but I like nine points. 
Um, you and I can get into it real quick because for a long time you've thought that Duggan was going to win the Heisman, and <laughs> I don't think you're very far off in that um, thinking. Duggan to me is the second. You know, he he him and Caleb. It could have went either way. Obviously, according to the, to the books, Caleb was a humongous favorite. But if you watched all season, what Duggan meant to that team, um, as big of a believer and supporter of Williams as I was, I can still sit here and, and I know that he was, you know, Duggan was the real deal too. Um, I don't think that Michigan's going to do it again. What they did to Ohio State, their play calling was outstanding. They were able to run the ball effectively, pass the ball effectively. They played their asses off, and Ohio State brings out the best of Michigan. Um, I would expect Harbaugh to coach this game pretty well. I would not expect the players to play the way that they did against Ohio State um, versus TCU. I think it's going to be closer than nine points or TCU wins. Um, you have any feelings or thoughts there? No. I just I, I find your pick interesting, and, and I, I'm not going to disagree at all. And, you know, to give you some kudos on the Heisman pick, you know, you weren't front running Caleb. You stuck it. You stuck your neck out there in July, and uh, good for you, man. You nailed it. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's talk uh, bowl games here. Try to keep this short and sweet. It's going to be a lot of information, but um, this is valuable stuff that I found. And before I get into it, I do have to give uh, credit to the guy. His name is Thor Nystrom from Fantasy Pros. I also got a little bit of information from some contributors from the Lions. Uh, thelines.com and there's a bunch of other stuff obviously twitter is free um, odd shark is free uh, all these other uh, platforms and applications and books and things like that the contributors they do this work for free they deserve pay raises especially the store guy you'll see how much info i got but uh, not all of this is him some of this is, is other guys too there is something like 39 bowl games that are going to be played uh we are not going to evaluate all 78 teams that have revolving doors at head coach and the interest level gauging the interest level and in, in players to even play uh, at this point in the year or in their careers. And we can't keep up with players who've already hit the transfer portal. That's just very unrealistic. Uh, a very safe way to play the majority of these games is to just assume all the star players and seniors that are draft eligible are out that's not the case with all teams, but um, and that's where we're going to try to cover some of those teams. Um, underdogs of 10 or more points in the last three years are 14 and seven against the spread in these bowl games. Uh, coaches that have done well in, in bowl games, PJ Fleck from Minnesota is three and0 against the spread. Lance Leipold is four and one against the spread. Wyoming's Craig Bull 11 and three against the spread. And Mike Gundy, 11 and 5 against the spread. These are all their bowl game against the spread records. Mike Kenny, Ford, how, yeah. how is Colorado State and Hawaii doing against the spread in bowl games? <laughs> well, I'm not sure when the last time either one of them have made a bowl game. I would, that'd be a really good trivia for our fans if anybody could actually guess the year correctly that either one of them played in a game, a bowl game recently. I don't know. Colorado, though. Dion, all that stuff. They're going to be in a bowl game next year, and that is a fact. And I hate it, but it's a fact. Um, hey, on Colorado, I, I, I did a little bit. This is the only research I did for tonight. Just for the heck of it, I pulled up the Division One rankings in total defense and total offense. Mm. And I might have these flip-flopped, but 
I believe that Colorado Buffaloes were fourth worst in defense yep. and second worst in offense this year. Yep. And I would, I would imagine Hawaii and Colorado State are in that same area in, in the last yeah. three or four for, for both rankings. That's what I would imagine. Colorado State was down there. Um, Hawaii wasn't. I, Hawaii. I can't quote it to you, but it's going to be it's going to be really really fun to watch the turnaround in Colorado Buffalo's football next well, year. Colorado, they said there's already been 200 um, <coughs> players, either seniors in high school or existing college football players, that were four or five star that have um, requested to hit the transfer portal to go to Colorado. So that right. is crazy. I don't even know how that works when you get past a certain number of people. The depth, though, is going to be ridiculous, obviously. All right. Four I didn't want to take – I didn't mean to take you off track here with the bull. We picks. aren't, we aren't, we aren't. But, yeah, we'll get back into this. Um, so, those were the best coaches against the spread. Real quick, P.J. Fleck, Lance Leipold, Wyoming's Craig Bull, and Mike Gundy. Uh, the worst coaches against the spread in bowl games, Mike Norvell of Florida State. Uh, Dana Holgerson, Mike Norvell, obviously not at Florida State for all of his, but 0-4 against the spread. Uh, Dana Holgerson, 2-7 and against the spread in bowl games. And Pat Narduzzi, 1-4 and against the spread in bowl games. Um, again, Thor Nystrom did an excellent job. And a shout-out, go follow him on Twitter. Excellent. He deserves a raise for all these spiderweb uh, connections that he's been able to make. We are going to talk about just in general some teams who I am going to be betting on, and then we'll eventually get to a couple matchups. Um, ECU, Coastal has lost their quarterback, Grayson McCall, and their coach, Chadwell. This has to be a, a sore spot for you. I'm sorry. But uh, they've gotten you know, exposed the last two games. This is Coastal to end the season. Uh, Ehlers is playing, and I think this is going to be a runaway game. you have anything there on Coastal? I know that's your, your – you know, your bread and butter. <laughs> They're not my bread and butter, but I, I, I love that place. But um, no, I, I agree with you. I think Ailers will be fired up to play. And we've already talked about this before in future weeks that the ECU Pirates, I don't care what sport it is, what the records are. Yeah. Those, It's a proud group of student athletes. It's a proud university. They will be ready to play. And you're right. Um, I called them your bread and butter. ECU has equally been your bread and butter this year. You've been pretty much right on them every spot that I've been wrong or or right. You know, you've been on the right side of that coin the whole year. So uh, hats off to you there. No, but I like I like that bull pick, Kenny. What's the spread in that game? Uh, I think it's climbed up somewhere around ten. Let me see. Just uh, make sure we're we're accurate here. Um, that is going to be eight, eight to ECU. I'd love yeah. that. I love that even more as a teaser, but I love eight. Uh, I'm, I'm locking that in as soon as we get off this podcast. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think that's a great pick. Um, Oregon state, uh, Florida's Anthony Richardson is declaring for the draft. Their backup who I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. Uh, John Kitna's son is awaiting prosecution for child pornography. Yeah, I heard that. That's really sad. Yeah, it is. And I'm not, I don't know the details, so I'm not going to comment on that. But uh, the third string came from Ohio State, Jack something or other. He has thrown 14 um, pass, he has 14 pass attempts. I would not, this game is in Las Vegas. 
Uh, I would not be shocked if a couple of Florida players get kicked out of the Cosmopolitan or find themselves in the pleasure pit at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> I, I think Florida is going there on vacation. And um, Oregon State, I'm afraid, is going to really, really run with this thing. I did see an interesting stat today on uh, Napier, who I know you are a big fan of and you you really like um, his coaching and you think he's going to be a good coach. Him as a underdog of – yeah, I think him as an underdog, I think he's 17-3 and three against the spread, which scares the hell out of me. Oregon State is minus 10 here, so that's a really tricky spot considering his underdog record against the spread. But when you have this many things going on, uh, I would not be shocked here if Oregon State runs away with this either. Uh, I hate to be on the favorite side, especially their two in a row of eight points uh, or more, but that, that's I don't see Florida really. I, I see them, as you would say, mailing this one in. I think their season's over. I don't think they have a whole lot to play for. I think the flashing lights and the uh, attractions in Las Vegas are going to be uh, a lot more interesting to them than that football game. I'm not going to touch it, and here's why. I and, and listen, I don't know. I don't hang around their, their facility, and I'm not around their program. But my mm-hmm. guess is Coach Napier is going to use these bowl practices and this bowl game to redefine the culture of Florida Gators football as he continues to mold it into something that resembles his character. And I think there's enough depth at that on that roster that if some of these kids aren't buying in, he'll just sit their ass on the bench and go put some redshirt freshmen and sophomores out there and probably still beat Arizona State. Um, Oregon State, and that's Oregon fine. State. Oregon yeah. State, and that's fine. And he, your, to your credit, he has already done that this year. They released a four or five star like halfway through the season. Um, you know, they, you know, they, they don't, they don't. He does not care. Yeah. Um, they, they do not lack the depth. I believe that they lack the discipline. So that's gotcha. where I stand. Yeah. Um, I agree with your analysis, though. Overall, that's pretty spot on. Um, Ole Miss. Lane and Jackson Dart are staying, obviously. So Ole Miss has a shot here, you know, anyway, just to win the game. Ole Miss, uh, I like them this week. Florida State, they are on the rise, and the quarterback is staying and playing. Oklahoma, their opponent, is losing some big guys to the draft and transfer portal. Uh, Perhaps my favorite play, South Carolina, they ended the year strong, probably stronger than any other team in college football, if you ask me. Uh, and they come in here in this spot as an underdog. And let me uh, make sure I have this one correct as well. South Carolina. And I know what people are going to say, you know, Spencer Rattler. Everybody was shitting on him here uh, before the <laughs> season. They are a two-point underdog to Notre Dame, and they're playing in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Uh, I love this spot for Shane Beamer and Spencer Rattler. I am taking South Carolina. K-State, this is the biggest game they've probably ever played. Um, They'll be up for this one. A humongous win and a conference championship. The line movement has already uh, wiggled down towards them and and, uh, moved in their favor. Iowa, this line has moved towards them six points with the news of Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez, the running back sitting out for Kentucky. They also have that smoke. Kenny, who's Kansas State playing? Alabama. Okay. Alabama. 
I think they'll be up for it. Um, I did right. not say that I was taking them. I just said the line right. movement has already favored them. Right. Please uh, continue. Yep. Iowa's uh, line has moved towards them six points when Will Levis said that he was sitting out. The star running back who was out for a good amount of the season, Chris Rodriguez, also sitting out. And now we get into some of these matchups, and this is where I like to disc- – these are going to be valuable, valuable take-home messages. We have a lot of matchups here. Um, so I'll move through these. UC versus Louisville. What an interesting one to start with here. Uh, UC has had seven players opt out or hit the portal since Fickle um, accepted the job with Wisconsin. Six of the seven are on offense, which was already struggling in my mind. The top four or four out of the um, you know six were leading receivers or tight ends, which they're going to be missing. Uh, but Louisville is going to similarly be missing their star running back and quarterback and three coaches. Satterfield is bringing three coaches from Louisville with him to Cincinnati. None of them will be coaching in that game. This is a really tough game to get a feel for. I think overall, when you look at depth and you look at what that program did this year, I think UC is the more impressive team. Uh, I think they're the better team. And even with the, the, receivers leaving on offense i don't think they had enough production that their offense was ever really like the star point for them for me this year so i would still roll with uc here what do you think oh i i honestly look at this game like a thanksgiving day pickup game at at a vacant lot with your buddies Mm -hmm. um i have no idea how this game is gonna go it's just gonna you know so i i'm just gonna sit with my popcorn and watch it and prepare to be entertained. I'm not going to bet on the game. Yeah. I, and that's just a feel for me. I would ride with you. See, um, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I say go Bearcats. Yeah, I agree. And I think part of the, the emotional part of it for Louisville is going to be, well, that's where, you know, the players, this is, that's where our coach is leaving us for. So we're going to want to kick their ass. And then yeah. part of it, part of the emotional is going to be the exact opposite is, um, you know, what are we playing this game for? Why would we want to get a win under this guy's, you know, it's not necessarily his regime anymore, but still a season where he was their head coach. So I think there's, you know, with losing Malik Cunningham and their, that running back that they have, that's going to be pretty tough. You um, see similar, but you see still as Prater going in there. He's going to give it his best shot. I'm not sure. I just feel better about UC's team as a whole. That's how I well, feel. Well, I, I feel good about Coach Kerry Combs so getting I. that football team ready to play. That guy I watched that video. They're fired up for that guy. They're yeah. fired up. Yeah, he'll he'll get them to play. He'll, he'll get them he'll, up yeah. for sure. Yeah, so that makes me like UC in this spot even more. He is a motivator, if nothing else. He is going to get their asses up. Um, SMU versus BYU. SMU has a top receiver, Rice, sitting out, and he is a difference maker for sure. Uh, outside of that, they aren't really missing anything at SMU. BYU's program has blown up in their face. Hall, um, the quarterback, he probably won't be a go due to injury. The backup hit the portal, and the third string has only attempted 28 career passes. They also lost their longtime defensive coordinator at the beginning of the month. Um, their associate head coach who was also their special teams coach took a coaching job in like northern Colorado or something like that I want to say 
and with with him, he took their defensive end coach, two analysts, and a grad assistant. Uh, in addition, the strength and conditioning guy got let go of. So I would say steer so far clear of BYU in this game. And less for player portal reasons, but more coaching reasons. This is an interesting one. But uh, for coaching purposes, I'd say ride with the SMU here. Wazoo versus Fresno. There's way too much to talk about with Wazoo. Uh, enough where I didn't even feel like writing it all down. Stay off of them. If you're going to go on this game, I would take Fresno and the points. Uh, North Texas plus seven. Book it. The QB, uh, Austin, I'm going to butcher this, Aoun or whatever, his, he's playing and he is declaring for the draft immediately after the game. This is one of those weird circumstances where we talk about all these guys opting out for the draft. This guy is doing the opposite. He is playing and then declaring for the draft. Obviously, he plays for North Texas. Um, he's got to probably bump his numbers a little bit, and uh, he doesn't have the luxury of playing in an SEC or a Big Ten school where he's pretty much set in stone. He's going to have to go prove himself in a bowl game, like a big-time spot, and I think that he will. Uh, this is practically a home game for North Texas, and uh, Boise State has a couple offensive injuries. I would ride North Texas plus seven, and I would ride North Texas money line. Liberty versus Toledo. Uh, weird matchup here. We'll get into some of the bigger ones in a second, but got to hit all these. My mind says take Liberty and the points. Toledo has got that dude Finn back there at quarterback, and he just plays backyard football. He literally – I don't know if you watched him there versus OU, uh, B and that. I did. I didn't see the game. Oh my god, he he just runs around and makes you chase him. Um, to me, that's all BS, and that's not really getting it done, in my opinion. It's it's cute against Ohio University in the MAC championship, but it's not going to be cute against Liberty, who I think really gets up for an interim head coach, uh, and the the departure of Cornball Hugh Freeze, uh, maybe the most criminal head coach there's ever been in college football. Uh, so I think Liberty gets up here and they play for this, this interim. I think Toledo kind of snuck away and they got lucky that that Finn guy has some legs, but Liberty has athletes. Uh, they're going to be much more up for this, this game than, than OU could have been. Um, South Alabama versus Western Kentucky, South Alabama minus eight teased into the minus two territory is as safe a play as I think that there ever was. The quarterback from Western Kentucky is transferring and their two best offensive linemen are leaving. He was second in the nation in passing yards and means the world to their offense. Uh, without him and without two starters on the offensive line, this one I think could, could get really ugly. And South Alabama, I was on them in the beginning of the season almost every single week. Um, USA, they are athletic and um, they played some, some decent competition. I think this will be a close game, and then I think South Alabama runs. Wake Forest versus Mizzou. Um, three starters are leaving from Mizzou defense for the draft. Eight people missing from this game for the transfer, uh, transfer portal or the draft. Seven out of the eight were on defense. Wake is only missing a running back, and they had a little revolving door back there, so it's not even like a huge, huge thing. Um, I lean Wake here. Mizzou just losing seven out of, you know, seven, seven people on defense and three of them starters for the draft. Uh, that's tough. I'm not sure you can recover from that. Wisconsin versus um, Oak State. I would honestly lean on Gundy here with the points. Uh, we talked about how his record has been in bowl games. Wisconsin, 19 guys out for this game, including injury portal and draft. 19. 
that's one of the most, if not the most, out of all the teams that we'll discuss. So, Kenny, uh, not disagreeing with the pick at all, but with o- with Oklahoma State, um, I mean, they were on fire, and then it just seemed like that whole thing evaporated the last three weeks of the season. Did 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 they suffer a lot of injuries, or what what happened? The wheels fell off when Spencer Sanders got hurt, and then the <clears throat> wheels fell off. That's the best way to put it. Okay. Uh, and he is he is not playing in this game. I believe he's hitting the transfer portal as well. And I think he'll be him or Grayson maybe the number one quarterback in the transfer portal. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. But um, he is not playing. I do still think Oklahoma State is way more rounded of a team than Wisconsin. And uh, Wisconsin with 19 guys out for this game, I think they really, really struggle here. Uh, Duke versus UCF hammer Duke minus one UCF is losing a ton of guys, a ton of talent and a ton of production. Um, a lot of starters out for UCF here. didn't even take time to write down all of them. That's how many it was Washington versus Texas. Texas is losing a million guys for this game too. take Washington. Penix is looking forward to his first bowl game. He literally came out and said that. He said he has not played in a bowl game in his college career. This will be his first start in a bowl game. And um, Washington just has a, like a high-flying offense anyway. Texas with a bunch of guys out. I'm not sure how uh, they get up for it. Their quarterback situation is going to be a little tricky to navigate too. Uh, three more games here. Stay with me. Maryland versus NC State. Uh, roll with Maryland here. NC State's going to be on like quarterback number four. Uh, I think that O'Leary, obviously, transfer portal. Not even sure if that's a good decision for him or not. If you got a bum arm, I'm not sure. Uh, but being on quarterback number four here, they're another team like Oklahoma State where the wheels just really fell off, like you said. Um, no consistency at the quarterback play and not a lot of offense. Maryland, on the other hand, pretty high-flying offense and uh, okay defense. So I, I, wonder Maryland... where, I wonder where O'Leary thinks he's going to go play that's any better – situation than starting at nc state i i I mean i'm sure he's getting advice but uh gee gee whiz i i I can't imagine either i I don't think it's a good move for him yeah all right we'll keep Um, going yeah um, ucla versus Pitt. i just wrote that i love ucla and then ohio versus wyoming um roll bobcats my alma mater minus one wyoming is gonna suck offensively also, I love the under 43 and a half here in this game. Um, OU is obviously without Rourke. He's their quarterback. He was a stud for them all year. Their backup isn't great, but Wyoming is missing a lot of offensive production in this game. And Wyoming's defense isn't terrible. I'd love to see what they're ranked nationally. But uh, OU's defense, on the other hand, is actually okay and actually pretty decent, especially for a Mac school. I think uh, OU here, especially whenever you can get Wyoming on the road, they play really well at home, not so well on the road. So give me the Bobcats. And that is all that I have for this week. That was so much information, I feel like. And 28 minutes is where we are right now. Uh, that, that's a lot of good information in a short amount of time. You did yeah, great. That's what I try to do here. Right. And I feel like that was uh, sweet and concise and to right. the point. Again, if I didn't write anything or I just wrote I love a team or I said I'm not going to talk about it, it was really bad. So that that's your takeaway. And, again, that was from Thor Nystrom. He's tweeting at me while we're recording this podcast. I see the notifications popping up on my phone. So I got to give him credit again where it's due. 
Uh, excellent job from him and the lines.com uh, along with other contributors on Twitter. Steve, analysis. What do you got for me? What do you like? What do you not like? I've got two non-pick related questions for you. Okay. Number one, um, I assume that you have more than a few listeners based out of the state of Ohio. Yep. So with the new law going into effect January 1st, where yeah. you know we can have legal betting in Ohio, um, give the people your thoughts on maybe your top three uh, betting apps or betting sites domiciled in the United States and, and your reasons for those picks. Yeah, I am a stoolie first and foremost. And by the way, a rough, tough week for me last week. Uh, my Actually, the inspiration for all of this, you know, really all of this for me, uh, Rico Bosco, longtime stoolie, longtime caller. Uh, I'm a longtime fan of his. He announced he's leaving Barstool. And he did it in kind of a dramatic and epic fashion, and um, it sucks. I actually am. I was. I was actually really upset about that, and uh, still am upset. It's been a week, and uh, he was on the Barstool Pick'em, which I've been a religious listener uh, for a long time. So Rico, you know, you, you'll never hear this, but anybody who does listen to this, I, that was my inspiration for all this, and it sucks. I'm still sticking with Barstool Sportsbook, and. Um, you know, when we're in West Virginia or Indiana or wherever, that's the, the sports book of choice for me. If you are in Ohio and not a stoolie looking for a different sports book, the one that's going to be downtown here in Cincinnati is the Hard Rock Sportsbook. And um, they have an app on the phone. And it's pretty seems like it's going to be pretty easy to navigate. The Barstool Sportsbook, though, as far as ease of navigation, uh, pl- boosted odds and, you know, a lot of people, if you're a stoolie, you kind of follow along with these guys and their picks regularly. So the familiarity with kind of things and um, culturally, you know, culturally speaking or socially speaking that are going on, it's easier to keep up and, and navigate that way with them through the Barstool Sportsbook. That's all I'll say about that. All right. Thanks for that. And my second question, because um, I'm sure your listeners are interested in this, what um, what's What's Kenny Betts' favorite holiday se- holiday season memories and your favorite holiday traditions, the way you spend Christmas, New Year's? So favorite favorite holiday memories and favorite tradition and how you plan on spending your downtime here <clears throat> over the holidays. Yeah, the favorite tradition for me, and this is less Christmas related as it is to just this general time of year, is the day after Thanksgiving for however many years now we've went and cut down a tree. Um, we go cut down the tree and we go to this local farm and do it and you get the hot chocolate and the funnel cake and the process used to be a lot more of a process. Now it's pretty clean and simple they have pretty much everything already cut and you just go kind of pick it but back in the day you used to get a sled and a saw and walk these you know tree farms and pick you had to literally you had to go find and we cycle through each family member each year gets to pick so going out and just kind of letting one of the siblings the younger siblings get a pick at the tree and then getting down there and cutting it up with my dad and you know, laughing. And that's always been my favorite time going home, setting it up, uh, putting all the ornaments up. And then 
obviously enjoying the day before, which would have been Thanksgiving and then kind of prepping for Christmas and thinking about gifts and what you want to get for certain people and what, you know, I like to be thoughtful and I like to do things that I, I know, or, you know, things I've heard the person say, uh, I think everybody can obviously relate to that a little bit. You like to put a little bit of effort into these things. That, that's what I think what means the most is the effort, not necessarily the price. Uh, th- that's it for me. You have anything, B? What's yours? No, I no, I, I, that, that's all good stuff. I can picture Beth and Daco um, next to you on the ground, cutting the tree down a- as you speak. I think it's awesome. Yeah, take the dogs out. Uh, yeah, yeah. See the reindeer, pet the goats, all that shit. You know, that's fun. All right, good stuff. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, that is good stuff. I, I appreciate that. That's a good exercise. Maybe we should try to incorporate that. Um, <laughs> so we'll do what we'll do here is this will wrap it up for us, B. Uh, all right. This was a great first season. Again, I can't tell you thank you any more than I have. I, I you know, I'm. Very, very Dude, you, hey, you don't have to thank me. I, I appreciate you letting me ride along with you. It's, it's, I look forward to it every week. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. It has. It's been a lot of fun. Um, this is going to wind it down, though, for college football. This, this will be it. Um, I'll occasionally maybe drop one or two NFL ones. Not sure, really. We'll see. There's only a couple weeks left in the regular season before we get into playoffs. There's not as much to talk about in the NFL. It's pretty cut and dry. And, that I do do a lot better in the NFL. I think I'm up 100 units in the NFL. So uh, as compared to college football, I think I'm only up 40 <coughs> units this year in college football. So NFL is kind of my forte. It's always been my forte, but I enjoy discussing this college football stuff a lot more. This will be the last time you hear me and B together discussing college football until next season, whenever, whenever we decide to start covering this stuff again. So uh, listeners, thank you again. Go like, share, subscribe, five star, uh, talk about, and um, you know, follow on Twitter, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for listening. I said thank you to B. Um, now I got to address you guys. Thank you for listening and uh, for turning this into something that we both look forward to, something hopefully you guys look forward to, and something hopefully, which is the whole point, is that we can all make a little bit of money off of. So uh, thank you guys. And that is all I got. Let's uh, go get this bowl game. Uh, slate and then move on to the, the playoffs and the championship and let's get out of here alive and uh on in the green as i like to say so thank you b i appreciate you thank you merry All christmas right. hammer time out merry christmas